0: Chapter 10 Of Mabel Ross, the Sewing Girl. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 10 Minnie On Monday afternoon, Minnie unexpectedly presented herself before Mabel. There was a brighter look than customary in her eye as she kissed the latter and little Lily, and a tint of color, too, on her usually pale cheek. You'll get your shirts finished on Wednesday, Mabel she said, leaning over the back of her sister's chair, as the latter sat at her sewing machine. I hope to, dearest. Lily has been so much better the last few days that I get a good deal more time for sewing. And after that, you'll work no more at shirts, will you, but learn the vest-making that pays so much better. Yes, dear Minnie, I shall learn vest-making. I know all about it whispered Minnie. I heard you and Hilda talking Saturday evening, and maybe, Mabel, what I have here will save your having to—to pawn the watch. Oh, I wish it might. I've scarcely thought of anything else since I heard about it, Mabel, and I laid awake that night thinking of it, and making up my mind what I'd try to do. Take it, Mabel, and tell me if it will help you much.' With her arms passed over Mabel's shoulders, she put a small portemonnaie on the sewing machine. It is just ten dollars, she added, as her sister took it up. I've been saving five of it a long while for you, and Mrs. Lemming added the other five this morning. Ten dollars? My dear little sister! And Mabel caught the hands that lay on her shoulders and pressed them to her lips. Will it help you much, Mabel? Will it save the watch? With a few things I can sell, it will, darling. Tell me how Mrs. Lemming happened to give you the five dollars. I asked her for it, Mabel. She often gives me a little money when she gives to Clara, and I'd been laying it all by for you. I had five dollars, all but fifteen cents, and meant when I got that much more to bring it to you. But after I heard your talk with Hilda Saturday evening, I saw five dollars wouldn't do much, so I made up my mind I'd ask some more of Mrs. Lemming. She told me, or almost told me, when I first went to her, that I was never to expect her to help any at home, but I thought for all that I'd try. She wasn't angry a bit, she never is, only... Only that other five and the fifteen cents was all she'd give, and she said she gave it to me. Mabel folded Minnie to her breast, and for a little while both were silent. You are a good, kind girl, then said Mabel, and have done a service to us all. But never, my darling, ask Mrs. Lemming for money again. She is kind to you, She does much for you, and you should strictly obey her wishes. Now, go to Lily, my dear. She is wanting to kiss you for your kind gift. Not for long had Minnie felt so happy, as when bending over her little sister, she received her kiss and her thanks. Good, good, Minnie, whispered the little girl. I'm so glad you've helped along, Mabel. "'Mabel's getting so poor, Minnie, and I guess it's a dreadful, dreadful thing to be poor.' "'It's to be hoped Clara won't take up this business of Minnie's saving her money for you, Mabel,' said Hilda, when she came to learn what had occurred. She'd make such a fuss if she undertakes it that Minnie'll never get another cent of pocket money.' Minnie seemed to be under no such apprehension,' replied Mabel. She'd not hint it to you if she was, rejoined Hilda, but it would be just like Clara to do it, and it's nothing more than I expect. By Wednesday the shirts were completed, and having taken them home and received the pay for them, Mabel went immediately to the learning of that vest-making, which was to enable her better to meet the expenses of her little family. It was a sore trial to poor Lily to be left from early morning until evening by her loved sister but she was sensible of the necessity for it and submitted without a murmur. Hilda almost came out of herself, in her anxiety to fill credibly the place vacated by Mabel, showing a thoughtfulness and tenderness for the little girl which quite surprised her older sister. Beside these attentions, she was able to take Mabel's place at the sewing machine, employing herself on such work as the latter had recently been engaged on. Little Lily was now not unfrequently to be seen seated by the window in the big armchair, finding an inexhaustible fund of entertainment in watching the passers-by and in talking to Hilda of the varying scene before her. Through September, the mid-hours of the day were so warm that the window could sometimes be left open, the little girl delighting in the sunshine that streamed in upon her. Quite near to the house, within the little enclosure which Lily called the garden, Stood a fine mountain ash, which was the child's especial admiration. Resting forward upon the window sill, a position which appeared to bring her ease, she could almost touch with her hand the great clusters of red berries on the tree. And when, swayed by a passing breeze, the boughs leant toward the house, the little fingers could actually pick a berry or two from the rich bunches. Hopeful grew Mabel's heart as she marked the improvement in her little patient, and hopeful too grew that of Lily herself. It was her delight to talk of the time which she believed was coming, a time of renewed health and happiness. Surely she was going to get well. Surely those ugly pains, which had troubled her so much less than they had done, would, after a while, leave her entirely. "'I'll be having a beautiful Maying with you, like last year, after all, Mabel,' she one evening said, "'and plenty of nice walks into the country before that time comes, too. "'I trust you, Will, my darling. Mayday is a good way off. "'But whenever Lily is well enough, she shall have one of her old walks with her sister.' "'And when will I be well enough, Mabel, dear?' Next Sunday, do you think? Scarcely so soon, my darling. Sunday is only four days off, you know. Well, then, the Sunday after. Mabel, say you think the Sunday after. I say I hope so, my precious Lily. It is all in God's hands, darling, and as he wills it, so it will be. I know it, Mabel, and I'm going to pray to him every night to make me strong and well again. I did think maybe I was never, never going to be well again, Mabel, but now I feel so much better, and able to be up sometimes. It's put all those sad thoughts out of my head. Now I think all the while of our dear old times coming back to us." She caught her sister's eye resting sadly upon her as she said this. Sadly, because, though Lily was certainly looking brighter than she had done for a long time, there was that in the little wasted features which contradicted the hopes the child so confidently expressed. Mabel turned hastily away, with a word or two of encouragement to her little charge, but Lily had not only caught the look, but read the misgivings it expressed. I've not forgotten, Mabel, she said in a fainter tone, that I'm to bear patiently what God chooses to bring me, and that I'm to pray for this patience, if the thing's hard to bear. Maybe, she added with a sigh, he won't think it for the best to make me well again. Maybe he won't let the dear old times come back. But hope is good for us, Didn't you say so the other day, Mabel? So I'm going to hope all I can. End of chapter 10